0: I <laughs> think this song is about
1: you. You're so, brave. You're so brave. Good job, brother.
0: Good job. Oh my gosh, you know who that song, Carly Simon, wrote that song about Warren Beatty?
1: Ah. And and I know that to be a
0: fact because one of my friends dated Warren Beatty and he told her that. So, yeah. And so anyway, uh, but welcome back to uh, the podcast after the broadcast here for One Life Radio. Today we are continuing to talk about how to avoid dating a narcissist with Von Eaglen. Uh, Von is a licensed professional counselor, supervisor, and works with two group practices in the Dallas area. He is a certified couple relationship trainer and sees a wide variety of of clients addressing men's issues, anger management, abuse and addiction just to name a few. He is also a doctoral candidate candidate at the University of North Texas in the Counseling and Higher Education Department. His PhD research focuses on couple relationships, men, and groups. And you can find Von Eaglin at WeFixBrains.com. Okay, so let's continue with this podcast after the broadcast. After the bro- you and I just came off the air about 45, 48 minutes ago, and we, were, we ended it talking about how to avoid dating a narcissist. Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, where do you want to pick up with us? So,
1: well, let's just, just kind of let's just kind of talk about. Yeah, because you said things.
0: there were four different kinds. There
1: are four different ty- kinds of narcissists and types of narcissists. So, first, the first one I'm going to talk about is what's called the grandiose narcissist. So, that's your classical representation of what it means to be a narcissist. So, mm-hmm. they come across like, look at me, look at all the things I have. Very egocentric and very egotistical, and so and again, they're going to be really arrogant. And so, I'm mm-hmm. so great. They're probably going to show off their cars. They're going to show off their house. You know, they they They're they're your typical narcissist. They
0: inflate everything,
1: right? Exactly, and so to go with their ego, right? And they don't listen to to everyone because, again, a lot of people are beneath them because they have that sense of entitlement. They have Mm -hmm. they think that they're better than other people. They think they deserve superior treatment. So that's the first type the second type is the malignant narcissist and that can be a little bit more problematic and a lot of this information comes from dr uh, Dura vasala and so she's studied this information extensively so the malignant the malignant narcissist is they, they have the same type of like grandiose like narcissism mm-hmm. however they're big and pompous and they're really mean and so when I talk, when I say they're really mean I'm talking about like they're almost psychopathic in a way mm-hmm. and so now I think that and we talked well we haven't talked about this yet but there's a difference between a psychopath a social a sociopath and a narcissist. Now, every single psychopath and sociopath is narcissistic. Mm-hmm. However, never, not every narcissism or narcissistic person is uh, a sociopath or a psychopath. That makes sense. Uh, okay. And so, in, in terms of like a malignant narcissist, they really mean they don't mind lying, they don't mind cheating, they don't mind stealing from people. Like, for instance, like Bertie Mandoff, that was what you would call mm-hmm. a malignant narcissist. Now, anyone who is narcissistic will find or they will feel some degree of like shame or remorse or guilt whenever they hurt hurt, especially people close to them, but they don't mind hurting other people. So I may be sad that, you know, my family members were hurt whenever I was caught and I was put in prison. However, you know, for the majority of people, I really didn't care about them. So Mm -hmm. that's what we would call a malignant narcissist. Now, here's something interesting. It's the third type of narcissism we're going to talk about is what we call the covert narcissist. So the, cur- the covert narcissist is someone who is narcissistic but is really secretive. Mm-hmm. Have you ever met somebody like mm-hmm. this? So, so when, you see, <laughs> when you see this person. <laughs> I've they, met every one of these. You know, so they feel like the world is kind of like put upon them. And so the world doesn't recognize my greatness. And so here's an example. Let's say I'm an artist and someone does not put my, uh, my art inside of their studio. Well, something's wrong with them. It's not that I wasn't a good enough artist. But something is wrong with them. Mm-hmm. When I see some, this kind of narcissist come into my office, they usually present with a high degree of depression because they feel like, you know what, uh, they, they're really victim me. you know, something's, you know, something's, oh you know, uh, woe was me, you know, somebody's done me wrong, so on and so forth. But it's really covert. You know, I've seen, um, you know, people whenever they are covert narcissists, like they, they feel like other people owe them something. However, they don't may not even have to work for it, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So they're mm-hmm. narcissistic, but they may not necessarily. Uh, i tell you what. Here's an example. Let's say you say, oh, I got this new position. Oh, wow. That's a great position. Uh, you know, they must be really easy whenever they hire people over there. I, I just put you down, but I'm actually narcissistic. Mm-hmm. And th- there are a lot of things you have to qualify for to be narcissistic. Um, but the covert narcissi- narcissist is more likely to do something like that.
0: And then there's yeah. narcissists are right. men and women. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I
1: agree with you, and they're more likely to be men because right. we're socialized into right. that. Right, but there's so. more
0: and more women. I mean, I, I, when right. you were just talking, it made right. me think of a woman that I know.
1: Right. Right. And here's you know, here's a narcissist that she may ask, actually classify for, which is called the communal narcissist, and so like. It's the woman who goes over to the homeless shelter or feed the poor or, you know, oh, I'm saving dogs right now. And she's posting it on Instagram. And that's the person who is like, oh, look at me. Look at all the Mm -hmm. good things that I've done. They're so well put together. They look really nice. But, again, they lack empathy for the people that they're helping and the animals that they're helping because, again, they look they're an actual narcissist. So Mm -hmm. they may write big checks for other people, but they need a lot of validation. You need to tell me, you know, whenever I say look at me, they need that affirmation from from the outside to feel good about themselves. And a lot of times, narcissism—the ego is so huge, and they're really, really hypersensitive. So they're really vulnerable to types of criticism. So if you criticize a narcissist, a narcissist, you're probably going to receive some kind of belligerent behavior or some kind of domineering behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when we when we talk about like dating or relationships too. So,
0: yeah. So speaking of dating, so how do how do you avoid uh, dating a narcissist?
1: So if you are someone who has ever felt unheard or devalued or really insulted by your partner and, and your partner doesn't take any blame. Usually when I see a nar- someone who's narcissistic in my office well there are a couple of different personality disorders so narcissism, MPD, borderline personality disorder or someone who's histrionic. A lot of times, especially the BPD and the NPD so the narcissism and the borderline, they don't take blame for anything. One, the, the borderline person, the ego can't handle it, neither can the narcissist and so I usually see them coupled with someone who's codependent and if you're the kind of person who is gaslit or someone who who, who has someone doing what's called gaslighting? Gaslighting is when someone denies your reality, and so they'll make you feel like you're the crazy one. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so if you tell me something, and I and you so I say, "Hey, you said this the other day," no, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Because the the typical person, whenever I say no, I didn't, you're going to question your own subjective oh, reality. Yeah. If yeah. I if I just straight up deny it in your face, you know, and so there's uh,
0: someone in my family right, right now that's dating an extreme narcissist, and she doesn't even know she's so entwined right. in his trap. She doesn't. Right. She just doesn't even know he outright lied about something that he did. Yeah. He at a family event, and yeah. then convinced her like he didn't oh, do yeah. that. It's yeah. like, are you kidding me? Yeah,
1: you're the crazy one. Like, yeah, and then like, like you're questioning. You're like, I think I felt what I just like, felt. Right. However, you know, you're you're going mean, to question. Witnesses
0: and everything. Yeah, yeah. And it was—I—I so, I, I just still astounded even thinking about right. it. And in, in, I hope she listens. If
1: you're the kind of person who feels like you need to record your conversations, I need a—I need to record my conversations because what I just experienced just happened. But you're telling me it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. You may be dating somebody who's a narcissist.
0: Yeah, yeah. So
1: yeah. So, uh, so that's one. Are these types one. of
0: personalities usually people? Um, that end up in jobs where they can bully other people? Oh,
1: definitely. So if you write, if you look at any... Like a corrections uh, officer, any, for any, example. Well, any, any, most of the CEOs I have or a big-time lawyer or something like that have come into my office, mm-hmm. sometimes they are narcissists. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. Because here's the thing is that our society praises people who are achievement-oriented, mm-hmm. who step on other people to get ahead, who are all about the bottom dollar, so on and so forth. And they have all these different things like um, money and attractiveness and success, so on and so forth. But our society will praise these people and it's tolerable because it's a male a lot mm-hmm. of times now if a woman acts like a narcissist we're going to say you know she's a she, she's a gold bitch digger or it's something like that, yeah. you know what i mean what's wrong with her so on and so forth but again um men are more likely to do it when women are starting to become more like that however you know to your point you know a lot of times narcissism can be just pervasive within our society.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, uh, so what are some major signs if you're dating a narcissist?
1: So like I said before, like if you feel the need to record your conversation, you know, and whenever you approach your partner with like, Hey, this is a complaint or a type of criticism and you receive threatening feedback in the form of anger and hostility. A lot of times that person has a really big ego and they can't handle whenever you criticize them. Mm -hmm. So because their ego is so big, they tend to be hypersensitive to any form of perceived criticism or defeat. So a lot of times they're not going to be blamed or they're not going to be wrong for anything. And they're probably going to go as far as to shame and humiliate you, you know, and tell you that you're not the good person. So Mm -hmm. because a lot of times a narcissist may even get pleasure out of causing memory, uh, out of causing misery for other people. Mm So. um, So, yeah. Uh, so those are just some of the things you probably need to look out for. Um, if you find someone like that, and a narcissist again, Run. they're good. They're good <laughs> at they're good at playing the role. I'm good at making yeah. things look good. Mm-hmm. I'm good at making things because I can see what what makes you tick. But at the end of the day, you know, I can see that you're beneath me. In fact, I'll be honest with you. I, I told my wife this the other day. I said, you know what? I think I may have been been on my way to becoming a narcissist. If that makes sense. I said, but if it wasn't for you, I probably would have become a full fledged narcissist mm-hmm. because we talked about how narcissists are made. They're not necessarily born and there are certain people that have what we call acquired narcissism so i'll give you an example so if i have let's say i come from nothing then all of a sudden i make this money Mm -hmm. make a whole bunch of money then Mm -hmm. i'm used to people doing things for me okay you open my door you take my luggage you do this so i now believe i am superior to other people i give you an example this client is going to allow me to use this story on the radio i I talked to them earlier today okay good they said they worked as uh, at uh, at a strip club, and they were used to women doing things for them all the time. They bought them vehicles, they bought them um, all types of, uh, I mean, clothes. They gave them money all the time because, and he was used to playing this persona of, um, you know, the stripper who could, you know, connect with women. And all these women, you know, they were kind of thirsty, you know, mm-hmm. and so they. Just I like want, that thirsty. Yeah, thirsty. you know, <laughs> women, you know, you, <laughs> I love you, the you,
0: way you describe you, things. thirsty.
1: They just want to connect with you. So if I give you some form of connection, some kind of intimacy, or if I'm with you, you know, I'm the I'm the big guy that everybody. Sees he's on stage so on and so forth then that person had difficulty separating that because he then became more narcissistic Mm. um, based on this experience being a stripper for however long you know i think it may have been close to like 10 years Mm. and so you know that persona became part of who he was therefore you know whenever he you know I guess interacted with his wife, a lot of those traits came forward. Was he a stripper while he was (laughs) married? No, 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 not at all. That would be a
0: hard one. Yeah, so... No pun intended. (laughs)
1: That's good, that's good. You're great at this stuff. You're great at this stuff, so... But, yeah, so acquired narcissism is something that you have to watch out for. And, uh, you know, um, you need to I – I have seen it change, but it takes someone who is willing to humble themselves, learn how to empathize with other people, learn how to, you know, seek understanding, learn how to validate other people's experience, learn how to not make things all about themselves. It's really a paradigm shift um, from someone, you know, you know, who has acquired narcissism or some of these other narcissistic traits. So let me uh, ask
0: you one last question, okay. and then we'll wrap this up. Okay. Can a na- narcissist – change, can they be cured?
1: I think it takes, I I think people change. This is Vaughn's opinion. I think people change when they're willing like to take initiative when they're willing and they're capable. Okay, Bernadette, uh, how tall are you? Uh,
0: I'm five foot three and three quarters. Right,
1: right, (laughs) exactly. So you can have the willingness to want to dunk a basketball, Mm -hmm. but no matter how much you work out, you're probably not going to reach that 10 foot to get the ball over the rim. You know, like you don't have the capability to dunk a basketball. And I'm not saying You might have ups and you might might can jump really high. But the thing about it, so I I tend to believe that people change whenever they're willing to change. So there's a willingness. I want to take initiative. I need to look at this. I need to examine this. And I want to change my life and they have the capability. So some people, I would argue, don't have the capability. Mm-hmm. And then other people who are capable, they don't have the willingness. Yeah. You know? And so I think it takes both of those things in order to make that change. I hope that answers your question. Well,
0: absolutely. Perfectly. Very well put. Very well articulated. As always, Von England, thank you so much uh, for helping us. This is what, the the seventh broadcast or podcast after the broadcast. Oh, yeah. And uh, what fun it's been. So um, I really enjoy doing these. Thank you so much, everyone. I hope you enjoyed listening listening. listening and we'll talk to you later.